Good morning and welcome once again to In Focus. I'm John Sims and joining us this morning, Scott Martinez, President and Chief Executive Officer of the Tyler Economic Development Council and also Chief Executive Officer of the Tyler Area Chamber of Commerce. And our focus this morning is the Tyler Economic Development Council. Good morning, Scott. Great again to have you with us. Good morning, John. Thanks so much for the invitation. It's great being with you this morning. You bet. Don't forget, InFocus is available online. Just go to ktbb.com slash InFocus. InFocus is uploaded to our website by the day after the show airs. Scott, just about a year ago, we had you on the air for the very first time. You were just transitioning into your then new job, and you were joined by Tom Mullins, the then outgoing Um President and Chief Executive Officer of the Tyler Economic Development Council, came over here from Louisiana. And as I recall very clearly, you were very upbeat about Tyler and the Tyler area and your new job. How are things looking a year in? Oh, things are looking fantastic. It's, the last year's been a whirlwind. We've had some great success working with our local companies and our local elected officials to get some new investment to, to Tyler and Smith County. And the whole community has just been so warm in their welcome of me and the support of the Tyler Economic Development Council. And just from communicating with you, uh, mainly just in the past few days, about some of the things we're going to be talking about this morning, uh, Tyler Economic Development Council continues going hard and fast, and there are some new things we're going to talk about today, some works in progress, a lot of updates from just a year ago. Let's go ahead, and for the unfamiliar or those who need a refresher course, tell us about the Tyler Economic Development Council, a little bit of the history, mission, and vision, just who you are and what you do. Thanks so much. The Tyler Economic Development Council was formed in 1989 as really a response to um, the nature of the oil and gas industry. Of course, oil and gas will always be a driver in our economy here in East Texas, but um, it was so our economy was so dependent on oil and gas. A group of leaders um, wanted to diversify our economy. They did a search for an executive. They hired a gentleman from Minnesota, of all places, and Tom Mullins and. And I don't think Tom had an intention of being here, you know, probably, and he said this, more than two or three years, and uh, and he was here 31. So I think that's a great testament to not only Tom, but the community and the support the Tyler Economic Development Council enjoyed. But since then, we've worked uh, uh, lots of projects. But if you were to look at all the projects TDC's worked on since 1989, and you were to rank those by capital investment, Two of the top five in regards to capital investment were done in 2021. Mm -hmm. Think about that. You've got Tyler Pipe, that's number five, with a $36 million investment of all the projects we've done. And that facility has been here since the 1930s. Mm -hmm. You know, that facility's had, you know, ups and downs like a lot of manufacturing facilities. But we had an opportunity to work with McWayne, the parent company of Tyler Pipe, when they had a choice. They were closing a facility in Oakland, California, and they had a choice to either put that asset and that production in Birmingham, Alabama, where they're headquartered, which would have really been an easy move, or to Tyler at the Tyler Pipe facility. So working with local officials, working with a company, we were able to get that investment um, here in Tyler and Smith County. And like I said, that represents a, a $36 million investment, um, and that'll put their employment numbers at 400 Mm -hmm. which is a substantial manufacturing facility. And keep in context, manufacturing in the United States hit its peak in 1989. Mm -hmm. But our production as a country in manufacturing has continued to increase. A lot of that's because of automation, obviously. But when you have a company that has been around in a community since the 1930s and 
uh, and um, is not with those employment numbers like it was perhaps you know two decades ago you look for those investments because when a company makes investment in a community it shows their commitment to the community for instance tyler pipe hasn't had a, a, any sort of major investment since 2001 so you go 20 years two decades without a major investment in a firm um, in a facility it, it becomes um, problematic when you see um, you know that could be a telltale sign that the facility's not um, performing at a level, but mm-hmm. to see that commitment of McWayne when they certainly had a choice in this community, it gives I think it's a testament to the community and the elected officials for stepping up and making that project happen here. Really, I think stabilizing that facility and taking it to the next generation. And then we began work with Train before Winter Storm Yuri and had discussions with them about a potential expansion. Uh, Winterstorm Yuri hit, and unfortunately, they had a, a roof collapse at one of their buildings. So they had an opportunity to really look at the at different things in the facility that perhaps they weren't looking at prior to Winterstorm Yuri and that roof collapse. So um, after after the storm, they looked at how they could gain some efficiencies in that facility, and um, they're going to invest. I think the number is going to be more than the seventy-seven million dollars that. Um, they initially uh, talked mm. to us about, and you know the numbers I've heard will maybe closer to eighty-five or ninety million. Wow! Um, and, and both of those facilities have been in the case of Tyler Pipe since the thirties. That train facility has been in Tyler in some shape or form since the fifties. Mm-hmm. So, you, from my perspective, I think it's a real testimony to the community that they've been, that those companies have been successful over the long haul here, and it can, and they continue. To reinvest when they certainly have choices to invest in other uh, facilities in their corporate structure at Train and with McWayne, the parent company of Tyler Pipe. You bet. Scott Martinez, Tyler Economic Development Council President and Chief Executive Officer and also Chief Executive Officer of the Tyler Area Chamber of Commerce. Those two agencies, of course, in partnership for many, many years. Our guest this morning on In Focus, I'm John Sims. And just kind of... um, recapping a little bit since 1989 when uh, the oil and gas industry took that big hit overall i think it's safe to say that tyler and the surrounding area has had a tremendous amount of success creating and retaining jobs just diversifying the local economy keeping tyler a viable economic community and making it an even stronger community economically than it was 32 years ago we are a regional hub Um, we are the capital of east texas if you will in regards to health care, higher education, manufacturing, we are the regional hub. Um, you look at our daytime population in, in Tyler, it over doubles during business hours Monday through Friday. Mm-hmm. Th- that is tremendous, all the new, all the money that comes in um, to Tyler through uh, us being an employment, a financial, a health care center. Um, that's, and if you were to look at the, in 1989, what was here? In regards to higher education, as far as healthcare assets, as far as manufacturing and the somewhat um, limited, if you will, um, it certainly doesn't have the the different sectors that's represented today. The landscape was much different um, in Tyler as for, than it is today. Mm-hmm. I moved to Jacksonville, Texas, in 1976. I had been working in upstate New York, and uh, one of the things that people in Jacksonville have done for a long, long time is 
come to Tyler. So 1976 was my first visit to Tyler. And even back then, it was the place to go. And I can even remember uh, visiting a friend who had gone into the hospital at what was then Medical Center Hospital, now UT Health Tyler. So you had that foundation in place all along, but needless to say, so much success building on that to where you can kind of recognize Tyler from uh, 40 or 45 years ago. But uh, there are a lot of things that uh, would just really kind of stun somebody who hadn't been here in all that time. Yeah. I mean, you look at South Broadway and all the retail um the retail businesses along South Broadway. You look at the campuses of TJC and UT Tyler, they look much different. Mm -hmm. UT Tyler was a two-year institution back then. So everything has changed. And now you've got UT Tyler and the Health Science Center all under one academic umbrella, which Mm -hmm. I think is a tremendous, tremendous opportunity. And I say that in the context of two communities I'm familiar with. I moved here from Shreveport. You've got LSU Shreveport and LSU Health Science Center that are part of the LSU system but they perhaps don't communicate and, and certainly aren't on the same page as far as strategy and, and their leadership structure is totally different. And I think that's been an inhibition to their growth of that, that medical school in Shreveport and some other things. And then you contrast that with Birmingham, Alabama. Mm-hmm. Birmingham, Alabama, the University of Alabama, Birmingham has, has everything under one umbrella. And it's probably a top, it is a top 10 healthcare destination now because of that, that leadership. But, you know, looking at healthcare, Christus is investing and, and has invested um, $800 million in East Texas. Mm-hmm. I mean, that, that's a tremendous, not only from the economic impact of, of that healthcare system, but also the, the health outcomes that that's going to generate by having those assets here. And also, you know, I look at Christus and their creative partnerships with Texas Oncology and the way the cancer care is going to going to be delivered in, in Tyler and Texas. They're game changers um, mm-hmm. for our community. Mm-hmm. As far as higher education goes, we mentioned UT Tyler and TJC. Texas College also part of the picture, albeit on a smaller scale and actually the oldest higher education institution in Tyler. So you've got three strong, strong. higher education institutions in Tyler as we speak. Um, as far as growth in the healthcare sector, we would certainly be remiss. And I'll just take a moment here. We're talking to Scott Martinez with the Tyler Economic Development Council on InFocus. I'm John Sims. But getting back to that topic, um, we really need to address the new medical school on its way. And if you can just kind of uh, briefly summarize for us uh, the merger, the whole process of getting that medical school here in Tyler and anything you have on where we are with that project right now. Well, it continues to, to move along. Um at, a, at a, the pace we had hoped it to, to move along with. Um, of course, I, I think I'd be remiss if I didn't mention Kevin Eltife and his leadership. Oh, absolutely. His leadership and on the Board of Regents and um, in, in getting that medical school and being such an advocate for it. So we owe a lot to, to Kevin on, on that. But, um, you know, you look at that, that med school, and it's interesting. When I was in Round Rock doing economic development, one of the big issues that we were dealing with as a region in Austin was the lack of a medical school. Mm-hmm. Think about it. it was the largest metro area without a medical school. Right. Austin, Very interesting, before, to say the least. Before UT did that medical school there. And I look, you know, since that medical school has gone to Austin, at not only what it's meant for, you know, Seton, which is affiliated with the University of Texas Health that University of Texas uh, Medical School in Austin, but also the other healthcare systems. 
I think it'll be a tremendous asset to Christus and the other healthcare systems as well. Mm-hmm. But having medical education, what you'll end up with is a diversity of, of, of specialties that you typically don't see in a market this size. Mm-hmm. We, you can you know look at Shreveport. This level of specialties wouldn't be in Shreveport without that medical school, even mm-hmm. in a market that size. Yeah, and uh, nothing particularly new or earth-shattering about the medical school at this moment, but we are working towards that. I believe 2022, I'm not mistaken. 2022-2023. Yeah, is the target date for getting that thing up and going. Okay, the impact of COVID-19. Unfortunately, that's been a common theme on practically every show that we've done on In Focus over the past year and a half. And uh, it's been, needless to say, uh, really unspeakably hard on everybody. It was something that we really were not prepared for as a country, unfortunately. But uh, a lot of progress has been made. And I believe we're uh, actually the uh, some of the numbers that have uh, come out recently from NetHealth show that we're starting to bounce back. Let's look at that in the context of what you do as far as economic development. Of course, the unpredictability was the big thing, not only here, but, but everywhere. Business likes predictability. When you have something like a global pandemic, the unpredictability it really is problematic. We've seen, you know, you've seen, you saw companies, for instance, you know, that had, and it was publicized, uh, maybe an abatement agreement with with the county and the city that mm-hmm. didn't, didn't hit their numbers. Had one company that was 14 below, you know, what they said they would do initially, and you can't penalize that company from my perspective because they couldn't safely with what we knew at the time, put those employees in an office complex. Mm-hmm. So it's there's been a lot of adjustments that's had to happen. And then just, you know, the, the safety protocols and all the costs associated with that. I, I think some of the changes, I know some of the changes are here to stay. You look at the food delivery. I mean, that was going pretty well before, but I think you've seen a real influx of that. Mm-hmm. Um, excuse me, growth in that. You've seen um, the, the way... And and just the legal requirements that you're seeing companies grasp with now. Mm-hmm. Do you do a vaccine mandate with your employees? Yeah. I mean, that, that's something that businesses are having to grapple with. Um, and um, there's really not clear a, a clear um, path for, for many. Mm-hmm. And in spite of all that, you were still able to land those big deals just within the past several months with Tyler Pipe and Train. People are looking beyond COVID. They know what's really at stake here. And what's interesting is we've seen a, a, a spike in the number of companies that are looking at Tyler and Smith County. Mm-hmm. If you were to benchmark that against, and you've seen that nationally, it's not just unique to Tyler and Smith County. There's a lot of pent-up demand, and you know we're seeing... Um, inquiries with distribution logistics centers because of the way Americans shop now and they receive consumer goods. A lot of it ends up in a cardboard box on your doorstep. Mm-hmm. You know, you go back 10 years, you weren't getting your paper towels delivered to your front door. Yeah. You know, so, so those things have, have changed and um, the remote work, uh, that's been something that we've dealt with, with um, some of the companies that we have uh, incentive agreements with. You know, are those employees domiciled at that facility, or are they remote working? And how do we how do we track those performance numbers? Mm-hmm. Scott Martinez with the Tyler Economic Development Council, our guest this morning on In Focus. I'm John Sims, and um, we move on now to your economic development strategic plans. Strategic plans are vital to companies and organizations like yours, and this is a new thing. The last one was done in 2010, so uh, you're about a. a, a, a 
it's been about 11 or 12 years now since the last one and the time to get busy. Tell us uh, basically how this particular strategic plan is working, what you've accomplished so far, and uh, some of the maybe bullet points that you're looking at along there. Well, it's, it's in its infancy, John. We, we formed a steering committee that's met one time at this point to look at um, the process of, of, of hiring a consultant to lead the strategic planning process. And uh, they'll be meeting with the consultant once we're engaged the consultant. Um, that will help lead us through the strategic plan. This, for my estimation, will be about a six-month process. Mm-hmm. Once we select a consultant, we'll have them come in. They'll evaluate assets um, in Tyler and Smith County. And then we'll look at what we're doing with our plan of work now as an economic development organization. And we'll, we'll tweak it, I'm, I'm certain. Um, main thing is aligning assets with opportunities. Mm-hmm. So we anticipate to get this kicked off in 2022. Very good. And we'll certainly be keeping up to speed on that. Now, economic development sites with regard to real estate. This is a new topic, something that uh, I don't think has ever come up, at least not in its current form until maybe right about now. Uh, and uh, from just visiting with you off um offline before we got uh, before we got started recording the show it sounds like a very interesting concept let's talk a little bit about that um uh, how it's going to work and your reasons for going in that direction tdc is very blessed to have three industrial parks three business parks mm-hmm. um that, that tdc owns and if you look at some of earl campbell parkway um my pro- tdc without that asset probably wouldn't have landed for Cineus or centene and some of the things that you see there but looking at some of the projects that we're seeing, the property that we have isn't necessarily compatible with all the projects that we're seeing mm-hmm. as far as the opportunities. Um, and when we, when I got here, I thought I knew it would be an opportunity um, to look at real estate. Is, is you know you need land labor capital. Yeah, uh, land's a big piece. Of, it's a big factor of production, and we didn't have. From my perspective, good intelligence on our real estate assets as a community. You referenced Sanderson Farms earlier. Mm-hmm. Sanderson Farms came as an opportunity for us to to get that investment and in, in those jobs. We were really scurrying to find sites for that for that project, which is actually three projects: a feed mill, uh-huh. a hatchery, and the processing facility. This will allow us to have an opportunity to have a, a more data and intelligence on the real estate in Smith County. So. Five months ago, we engaged a group that does economic development sites uh, and work on the national level to come in and look at Smith County from a very quantitative way and look at our target sectors, distribution, manufacturing, um, R&D, and find us sites, irregardless if they're on the market, uh, You know, looking at the infrastructure, transportation nodes, looking at all those things, and come up with a list of sites based on those factors. And um, I'm happy to say they came back with 67 properties. 67 67 properties. spread throughout um, Smith County. When we get a, a, a request for a proposal, we've had three in the past 45 days that, at, that, that requested due diligence on the properties we were submitting. And we didn't have it. I couldn't submit mm-hmm. on, on three of those projects that were big investments that, were, that would bring employment to Tyler and Smith County. So, you know, there, there was no, you know, geotechnical studies, soil borings. There was no phase one environmental, wetlands delineation, none of those things. Um, 
so we've, we're going to start a process where we rank those sites and we have those sites available to go as far as the due diligence. So All right. stay uh, tuned. To put it in other terms, a better catalog of potential better sites. Better catalog. And you've got 67 sites. of them right now. That's all new and sounds it's exciting. Certainly looking forward to hearing more about that. Changes in the economic development landscape, the growth of technology companies outside major metro areas. And we're not just talking about Tyler and Smith County here. That's really what kind of a national phenomenon that you need to kind of uh, start buying into a little bit more? Yeah. If, if you look nationally, we're going to see significant investment in data centers, hyperscale data centers. Uh, back in May, I invited a friend of mine, a gentleman named Mike Grella, who's the former economic development head for Amazon, di- reported directly to Jeff Bezos to come to town and look at our assets. Uh, we met with UT Tyler. We met with TJC. We met with several people that were involved in the technology sector here in Tyler and Smith County. And um, what we're seeing is the proliferation of technology, all the streaming services, Netflix, all those movies have to live somewhere oh, in yeah. the data center. If you look at all the digital content that's out there uh-huh. and all the health records, those th- that data has to live somewhere. And you're seeing big investments made in these data centers. There was one that announced uh, two weeks ago in Temple, Texas, that's $300 million of investment. Mm. Think about this. You've got a $300 million investment in your community. Probably, typically, they'll have 40 to 50 jobs to support that investment. And you get all that tax space without having, you know, a lot of people coming in to take, you have to provide services for. So that's a great tax generator. um, And it's something where we're going to have those opportunities. And if we get those type of um, capital investments and taxpayers in our community, it alleviates it for the the, uh, person on their residential home, potentially. Mm-hmm. Scott Martinez with the Tyler Economic Development Council, President and Chief Executive Officer, our guest this morning on In Focus. I'm John Sims. And uh, staying on that topic just for a moment here, it looks like that's really just kind of something uh, that you're gathering information on right now and trying to develop a plan to maximize the opportunities. And it'll all be part of our strategic plan, but we're already oh, okay. start, we're not waiting on that. Uh, we're going ahead and getting that information. Mm-hmm. And all in the name of just diversifying, diversifying the economy. Uh, we know there's going to be a big spend in that sector for us not to try to leverage um, Tyler to be competitive in that uh, would be a disservice. Mm -hmm. Uh, Also, there is an increased focus uh, within your organization and uh, your partner organizations, I'm sure, on uh, a workforce and talent pipeline. And I know that TJC has a heavy investment in that. Let's talk about that and what all of that means and what way it seems to be headed in the Tyler area. We, I work closely with the Business Education Council and Latoya Young. We're actually housed on the same floor in the Blackstone building. Manufacturing's changed. Everything's changed as far as what the skill sets that are needed um, from, from the employment base. What we're seeing is um, employers, when they come in, excuse me, projects when they consider a community, they want to know about the land. They want to know about you know the tax structure, the operational cost. But more and more, the, mo- the most prominent uh, question they have is about our workforce. Do you have a workforce available that can meet our company's needs? Do you have a, a, a pipeline, uh, if you will, of, of workers in a partic- with a particular skill set? We had a software engineering group in last year that was considering Tyler. They wanted to know how many degrees we were granting in specific computer science programs. They wanted to know what sort of commitment could be made, you know, going forward, you know, to fit their workforce needs. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and this is 
we had a situation in North Louisiana to where we had an opportunity to get a large um, information technology company, and the state of Louisiana basically doubled, made a commitment to Louisiana Tech University to double the computer science faculty mm-hmm. and quadruple the number of students coming out. So you're seeing those type of partnerships done with industry. With industry. Um, technology, there, there's not a project that I've worked on in the past 10 years where labor and workforce and talent wasn't the primary factor. Okay. So, again, that's another work in progress, and we'll be expecting to hear more about that. Uh, does it sort of dovetail also with your strategic plan? It'll all be interlocking. All be interlocking. Scott Martinez, Tyler Economic Development Council President and CEO, our guest this morning on In Focus. I'm John Sims. And um, uh, one thing that I have not gotten around to doing yet, how do you get in touch? Uh, you're at 315 North Broadway, Suite 300. That's the Blackstone Building downtown, as you just mentioned. And the um, to- uh, main toll-free number is 1-800-648-9537. And the local number is 903-593-2004. I remember that one yeah. from 1989. And, and John, I think changed. everyone has my cell phone. Okay, well... <laughs> Uh, do you want to give that out? Or do sure. You... I mean, it, I get calls all the time from different people. Well, My cell phone is 903-312-4335. All right. And anything you want to know, um, if you just want to know more about what the Economic Development Council does, or if you have, if yeah. you're calling from out of town and want to maybe uh, reinvest in Tyler, anything. We are, um, we'll be revamping our website. We'll be re- revamping our social media platforms. We'll be doing all of this in okay. the next six months. Because, you know, it's interesting that how many people contact us through um, our website Mm -hmm. and what is that website well folks it's www.tedc.org and as luck would have it you can also get them at www.tylertexas.com that's tedc.org and tylertexas.com we do have a few minutes left in the show uh, scott and I kind of wanted to get a little bit more specifically into the Tyler Pipe and Train projects that really were your banner projects for this year. Now, I know that um, Tyler Pipe Project was a tax abatement. Refresh my memory. Was Train also a tax train abatement? Train was a tax abatement Explain also. Explain how a tax abatement works. So a tax abatement works. Um, the company has to perform. There's a contract, and TDC is actually responsible for monitoring those tax abatements and, and making sure the companies are compliant with their capital investment and their job numbers and the payroll that they contractually agree to with the taxing bodies. Um, with Tyler Pipe, it was the abatements were done with Smith County and with TJC because it's not in the city limits of Tyler. Mm-hmm. Um, and that was a five-year tax abatement. And you look, I look at tax abatements in the context of, of if that project doesn't decide to go here, they're not going to, you know, there's no taxes to forego. And we, you, we're, we're not giving up 100% of that new investment. It's only a percentage. And mm-hmm. it varies by the level of capital investment um, and, and the payroll and the things that they do. So um, Tyler Pipe got a five-year tax abatement. Of course, it's graduated. It starts out at 100% year one, and it goes down um, by 20% each year of that contract. Mm-hmm. Same thing with, with Tyler Pipe. Yeah, and it's a long-standing, yeah, long tried-and-true strategy. It's Tom was working strategy. with uh, under that uh, uh, that rubric, if you yeah, will, so, yeah. you know, back in the early days, and, and, and We're very conservative. This is a conservative community. Yeah. We don't give away land like some of our, our other communities in East Texas do. We don't give cash incentives. Mm-hmm. Um, we're not funded by a half-cent sales tax for economic development. Mm-hmm. You know, our economic development budget in Tyler with TDC is actually smaller than Kilgore's. Hmm. 
because they get a half-cent sales tax that's dedicated to that. We get a half-cent sales tax here in the city of Tyler, and you look around town at all the projects that are funded by that. That's, yes. I would I would say that is an appropriate use of that those funds, and it helps spur economic development. Our, the way we do things are, are just different. Yeah. You, you give an incentive and an abatement to mitigate a dis a disadvantage for locating or a company locating in your community. Mm-hmm. I look at Tyler and there's not a lot, there's very few disadvantages for someone to locate here. Yeah. We've got great training partners. We've had a consistently low tax rate. We've had good leadership at the city and county levels. Um, and we've, we've invested in our public schools. The three factors that from my perspective that drive economic development are public safety. You look at our public safety numbers. We're one of the 20 safest communities in the state of Texas mm-hmm. in our size public education you look at the investments that's been made in in tyler isd and and not only that investment in those physical plants but look at those campus outcomes as far as the performance is that investment mm-hmm. made i think that's you can throw money at something and build buildings but what goes on in that building from a school district is what matters and they're doing some great things with that district and then public health oh yeah and we referenced that earlier if you if you're bringing a, a company in and you know, for instance, if they've got a, a health issue or their child has a health issue, it's much easier for them to come to a community if that they have access to health care. Okay. Getting down close to the end of the show, and thanks for all that information, Scott. Uh, next up, not next up, but uh, mark your calendar now. Annual meeting of the Tyler Economic Development Council coming up December 2nd. It's going to be 1130 to 1. That's a Thursday, 1130 to 1 at Crosswalk Conference Center at Green Acres Baptist Church. Sponsorships now available. You can check the website for more information on that. But I did want to make a note that that is coming up in uh, just a few more weeks. We're about out of time, but uh, Scott Martinez of the Tyler Economic Development Council, our guest this morning on In Focus, just uh, talking about everything economic development related. Uh, Really appreciate your dropping by this morning and getting us up to speed. Lots to talk about and lots to come. Scott Martinez, thanks so much for joining us today. Thank you, John, for the invitation. You bet. Scott Martinez, Tyler Economic Development Council, our guest this morning on In Focus. I'm John Sims. Thank you for joining us. And as always, we will see you again next week on In Focus.